besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. Treat family and friends at the City View Bistro at the Meadows. Dine upstairs every Saturday night from 5pm and enjoy their new menu with kids and seniors options, all while enjoying the best seats in the house. Call 9355 Booking's essential. Four minutes after eight, welcome to the breakfast show with Vossie and Brandy. It's actually this morning with James Magnuson. Brandy on New South Wales Blues duties. We've had a bit of fun with that. It's moving day. So you can't do the show this morning. It's a 90-minute drive up the highway. Um, he must have a lot of a lot of stolen baggage from the hotel rooms that he's got to stuff into his suitcase. He's taking all that time. Uh, good morning to those listening through 1170 uh, SEN here in Sydney. 693 SENQ in Brisbane. 1620 SEN on the Gold Coast. And also to those listening through SEN track stations, including Atherton, Ingham, Darling Downs and Kingaroy in Queensland plus the Central Coast, Illawarra and Griffith in New South Wales. We'd love to hear from you in this hour of the program where the star of the hour, coming out of his trailer right now on a wicker chair and we're throwing little petals at him, uh, rose petals at him now. Matty John's here thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Right now at Chemist Warehouse, get half price off the Go Healthy Vitamins range. Matty John's, good morning to you. Vossy, James, how are you lads? Good, Matty. You've been on the vitamins? You're on the Chemist Warehouse vitamins? I have been on the vitamins, mate. I'm flying. I'm absolutely <laughs> flying, mate. I'm, I'm, I'm doing well. Uh, been, I tell you what, what a few days has been over the course of the weekend with... I mean, you, you think you're through... You know, well, the game is through the COVID situation and, man, it's been slammed like never before. Well, the Queensland side has been anyway. Well, Cameron Smith usually here thanks to the Sporting Globe and you can catch all the NRL action at the Sporting Globe, your home of sport, but... Cam has been called into a meeting at Marone's camp this morning. Now, he may join us later in the hour. Now, look, I, I mean, we're speculating. We're wildly speculating. Hang on a second. 8 a.m. meeting. Has there been more COVID dramas last night? Um, we'll certainly follow that up. There's no uh, word on the Telegraph website or anything of that nature. But, um, Maddie, I will ask you just on a serious note on the COVID testing because you are the father of two boys that are playing in the NRL, um, Jack and Cooper. And we hear from the Origin camp players getting tested twice a day. Is Just confirming, is that the same at NRL level? Are, are Cooper and Jack subject to test twice a day? And if they are, is that in the privacy of their own rooms or whatever? Do you ju- Is it just left to your own devices to take a test twice a day? Fossey, I don't know what the protocols are at, at the moment. I, I, I don't. I, I mean, up until, I mean, the beginning of the year, um, certainly, as they approached the training ground, there was they did a, a COVID test. Um, you know, needed to have cleared till they walked into the training facility. But I, I don't, I don't, I do not know what it is now. I, I yes. sort of thought, I sort of thought, well, maybe naively, I thought well through all that as far as the NRL was concerned, but uh, obviously not. Well, I think we're in a situation now that, and, and you've said that look, they might have to go into bubbles around yep. finals time. I mean, the number of positive tests now is increasing. The number of hospitalizations is, is increasing. Um, that at, at some point, some it, it has to be uniform across the board. I mean, David Riccio has yep. straight out said this morning, Matty, on the program last hour, that more than just a suspicion that players are fudging 
results. Who wants to know that they're positive to COVID if they don't necessarily feel crook? So they just say they tested negative. I mean, if that's the case, well, then, you know, it'd be wrong that some clubs are doing it by the book and others are getting away with not doing it by the book. Yeah, that's right. I mean, look, there's no doubt, Fossey, when finals come around, even if the NRL don't uh, don't enforce a bubble, I think the clubs, without a doubt, will. Because if they if they if they do the the test correctly, as you said before, and maybe some aren't, you could get in grand final week and suddenly Nathan Cleary goes positive. There's a real chance that. Well, well, put it this way: um, the odds are that unless you go into a bubble during the final series, you're going to lose a player or two. So clubs will. I'd be amazed if clubs don't put their players in a bubble. So yeah, it's um, it's just incredible the Munster situation. Yeah, you look at the game. Going into that last game, although we went in with all the all the momentum, I thought, you know, given it's back in Queensland, Queenslanders respond to adversity, particularly when they're home. I thought it was, you know, probably slightly in our favour. We deserve favouritism, but once Munster's ruled out, man, and you can even see with the odds, the money's just swung completely to New South Wales. I can't understand the, this ruling out Munster testing twice twice a day. I reckon if you said to the players would you mind playing with someone who has COVID and is asymptomatic? Yeah. How many times in your career, Matty, would you have played with the flu over, oh, over the years? Yeah, yeah oh, so many times. Actually, there's a sort of, there's a, um, used to be a bit of a belief, would you call it a superstition? No, it'd be a belief that if you went into a game with the flu that you were going to play well. That's what used to be, like, amongst the players, it'd be like, oh, I'm crook and rule out, no, no, you know, when, when you get the flu, it makes you focus harder and you play, and you, and you actually play better. So there was, unless you were absolutely, completely flawed, you, you're, ex, you're expected to, you're expected to play. There was one occasion during a, uh, during a State of Origin series, it was the night before the game, and I got a call from Andrew and uh, Tom Rodonicus, uh, and said that mate Tubes, who was playing hooker, he was he was crook, and they said, look, he's he's pretty bad. You want to get yourself just you know ready and just in case. Now the phone call come about eleven o'clock at night, and I'd actually been I'd actually been out, had a few beers because it was a split round. <laughs> got home, yeah, and I thought, well, it's Tubes, you know. Anyway, but I got a call at ten o'clock in the morning again. Said, no, 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 mate, he's not going to be able to play. He's that crook. You got to get down here, and I've said this story before. Is that so? I, I Tommy said I, we need you here by midday. I'm in Newcastle at ten o'clock in the morning, so I've gone to the airport, and Tommy said if you're not here by twelve, we're at a team meeting. I'm going to find you. But I wasn't even in the side at that point, so I've gone to Bel- I've gone to Belmont Airport, and I've said, look, I've, you know, there's a ticket here for Matthew Johns. Uh, sorry, sir, there's no ticket. Okay, um, look, I've got to get down. I'm, I've been rushed into the state of origin site sir the uh, the plane is it's full you know it was one of those fockers it was about 20 seater and i've gone oh so i rang tommy and i said tommy there's no ticket oh, i don't care just get on the plane i said tommy there's no there, there's no seats i don't care get on the plane if not here by 12 i'm going to find you so like at the time the pilot went past and said to me what's going on and i said i oh, got look i've been rushed into the state of origin site i need to get down there within about an hour or so so he said, no, come on, just follow me. So I actually sat on the floor of the cockpit between the two pilots and got down there, got the, 
got the uh, got the taxi to the airport, turned up 20 minutes late and got fined. <laughs> no, this, this is how Trent, the flight steward, actually started. This, this, That's this it. is the creation. This is the, That's this is it. the moment. So, yes, so that was my story as far as players being ruled out because of a flu. But to go back, no, I, yeah, you're, you're right, James. Players played with a flu. I suppose the only... I'll, I'll, we were talking about this last night um, before the show, Fletch, myself, Fletch and Hindy. We had, we had Will Chambers on the show last year and he came back from Japanese rugby and we're talking about the COVID situation over there. And he said that two of the Japanese players were playing and training with COVID uh, and got scarring on the heart. And they and he said that the, the doctor told them they'll, they won't play again. So that that is probably the only primary concern is as far as cardiovascular, what it actually does. Because, you know, there is a belief that it could damage the heart the cardiovascular system. So I suppose that's that's the only factor that we don't really consider. But, um, yeah, so I don't know. It's, it, it, once again, players before the final series, even just a couple of weeks before, are going to have to go into a bubble. Well, Vossi was saying to me off air, he thinks he's got scarring of the heart after his COVID situation the past two weeks. <laughs> I but I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. I, I just, I just reckon... They're not that tough down there in Barrel, I reckon it's a bit of carry-on. I'm battling. I'm I will say this. I, I will say this, that um, it was my first uh, bout of COVID these last couple of weeks, Matty, that yesterday I called my first game of rugby league since before Origin 2. Hmm. Mate, I was puff calling football. Yeah. I'm not running. I'm not on a trick. I know I carry on like a lunatic, Matty, as you know. I throw no. my arms around and, and move around. But I, haven't, I, I reckon I'm batting at about 70%. And that yes. is, uh, it'll be two weeks tomorrow since I first tested positive. Um, yep. But I'm not an elite athlete like Cameron Munster. James's point is, by Wednesday night, he'll be six days almost, full days on from testing positive. If we were led yep. to believe that you're infectious in the three days before, could you not say that six days is, is enough time? Well, I, I don't know, but that's, that's well, where we're at. Well, we'd be naive to think that every week when there's uh, sides run onto the field, there's not at least two, one or two players that, are, that have got COVID. I mean, as you said before, there, there are clubs out there. It'd be a real, it'd, it'd be a real test of integrity if on grand final week you test one of your key men and he comes back positive and you're faced with a, you know, do we do we sweep this under the carpet or do we, you know, declare and play misses the game? I dare say that, I dare say that there'd be a bit of sweeping under the carpet. Yeah, with it being rugby league and all. Yeah, it wouldn't nice be. It wouldn't be. Look at the fingers was good there too. I like that. There. It, it wouldn't be. <laughs> it wouldn't <laughs> be integrity to report a player. It'd be stupidity. Like, come on, why yes. would you report a grand final week? Well, well, hang on, Tarthra Eagle on the text, uh, fellas. He says, "Missile, your thoughts on playing with COVID are dangerous and misguided. As someone who is suffering lung problems three weeks post COVID, there is no way you could play footy." let alone origin, COVID is not the flu, thanks Tartha Eagle. I mean, every mm. everyone is different. And as I said, now I can speak from experience, having been through it. I was absolutely RS, as in rat, you know what, four days. <laughs> I could not get out of bed. Yeah. But I'm not an athlete. I mean, you know my yeah. physical... <laughs> You know yeah. my approach, it's to, no yeah, pain, no pain. You have to keep reiterating that, Mossy. You're not an yeah. athlete. Oh, I was confused no, no for a pain, second. No <laughs> is my philosophy. But I'm saying well, I, I don't know how to shake what I've got. 
I don't know when I would be able to <laughs> How do you shake what you've got? Half a lap. Yeah. Half a lap. Well, I mean, and I'm eating a lot of bananas, so the most important thing I don't know. Well, we well Vossi, when I, when I realised I, I was positive with COVID, it was back in January. And I went out to the garage to do a bit of training. And I was like, man, I'm struggling today. Jeez, you know, and the heart was really going. And I suspected, I thought, jeez, I just wonder, do I? Anyway, I went, walked inside, and one of the boys is laying in bed, crook. We get a rapid test. Of course, he went positive, and we're all positive. That was that was the first clue that I was positive, was the fact that increased heart rate and just, you know, un- un- unable to, as you said, Vossi, probably operating at 60%. Yeah, uh, this one, uh, Munster has no COVID. He's not uh, playing because of a shoulder. All a blow-up to give Queensland the backs against the wall mentality. Billy Masterstroke can't pull the wool over this co- cockroach's eye. So we're going with the conspiracy, conspiracy theory. Some of the New South Wales fans, Matty, the mystery virus. It's actually a smother for the shoulder. Well, who knows? It is rugby league. But <laughs> poor old Murray Talungi, he what well, he's collateral damage. He had to go along just to back up the story, the conspiracy theory. Mm. Uh, there, yeah. Uh, what would you do with uh, Munster out? Are you, are you Ben Hunt starting? You spoke about it on Sunday night with Matty Johns last night um, on Fox League. But Ben Hunt, Daly Cherry Evans, Harry Grant to start, that's the way you'd go? Yeah, definitely. That's what I'd do. Um, Tommy Dearden playing great football this year. Um, big ask for him to go in. Like, it's, it's, different. it's different if you play in a middle position or an edge back rower position because you, it, it's an effort that's it's a, it's a position that's pure effort whereas when you play when you go in as a playmaker there's there's so much more going on the increased pace which you've got to be able to handle you know call the shots all those things, it's a lot more complex for a playmaker his his great strength Tom did is his running game you know very much down that left hand side that's his favorite thing show and go and his running game will come into prominence when the petrol tank starts to lower with the big guys. So they'll start with Benny Hunt, Daly Trevor Evans, Harry Grant. Then they'll do the switcheroo, I reckon, about into the second half. Hunt will go into dummy half, give Harry a rest. Uh, Deedon will come onto the field. And by that stage, you know, he can, be, he can basically be a pure runner through the, football, uh, through the middle of the football fo- uh, side and be a lot more effective. When the, when the pace is really... Going, to, everything's going at a million miles an hour. As a playmaker, when you haven't been exposed to it, it can it can be really, 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 really difficult. Hard, hard to, as I said before, hard to manoeuvre other players around, um, let alone sort of keep pace yourself. Can you believe, Matty, that Queensland have rolled out a right edge? This looks like Christmas for New South Wales fans of Nenai, Cherry Evans, Gagai and Cobbo. Or do you reckon they'll do the switcheroo before the game starts and maybe bring Arrow onto that edge? Yeah, possibly, James. But mate, one thing I, I see, so I got, exp- I, I've experienced this myself with Queensland. Right, is in the '95 series, we had an, a cracking side, and with the number, with, with no Super League players allowed to play, they they really, you know, they they put a patchwork side together on paper. And everyone just kept telling us, mate, this side, we're just going to roll over the top of them. We're going to roll over the top. Yeah, there's no problem. And I remember standing on the Sydney football stand. We ran onto the field. 
and I'm standing there when you're preparing, you know, starting to gather for the national anthem, and then Queensland ran onto the side, and I, I looked at my teammate Robbie O'Davis, and he was just pumped to the eyeballs, and I remember thinking to myself, man, we might be in trouble here. Hmm. That that was my first thought because it, it's what, yeah, you look at that, you, you can get. You know, tricked into this, looking at the Queensland side saying, oh, look at this. But they just know how to elevate themselves. They get themselves right up for the fight. And Cameron, uh, JT and Billy, you know, they're three blokes who, who are going to be able to do it. There's no, I don't think there's any three blokes who are able to elevate this group of young Queensland blokes like those three. So know, it's very, so very it's tricky to look you know, on you're paper. You're talking in Brisbane, and that's the that's, that's in... the fact. It would be hard to see what happened in Perth, the last 30 minutes of the game, happening in front of the Queensland fans at Suncorp in a decider. And I'll tell you, Vossi, we touched on this before, and this has got nothing to do with the integrity of the referee, but the the amount of pressure that that crowd exerts on a re, on a referee, it makes it would have put it would have made it very very difficult. And a real test of a referee's nerve to send Kafusi to the sin bin if that game was at Suncorp Stadium. All righty, after the break, we're going to get an update on the domestic front from Matty. Uh, Nathan of Brisbane's been in touch, very keen to find out is Trish putting the bins out? So we'll, we'll find out the answer to that uh, very, very big uh, question at the moment. That will be clickbait. Uh, for once we get an answer to that and plenty more, you can fire in your questions at Matty 0457 736 736 on the text or get on the McDonald Jones open line 1300 01 1170. Matty John's here thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Right now at Chemist Warehouse, get half price off the Go Healthy Vitamins range. Yeah, we're talking all things COVID this morning. We find ourselves in this because numbers are on the increase now. Uh, is it M-E-L at Nunda in uh, Brisbane? Oh, close to the North Devils Leagues Club. Make a good snitzel there. Uh, morning, guys. If clubs are going to hide COVID-positive players come the finals and even before the finals, that's really becoming totally irresponsible. The NRL have got to clamp down on this behaviour big time. Well, that only means you can, you'd have to send around independent doctor to do the testing. That's the only way. Now, the big story. Uh, Nathan of Brisbane listing in on the app. Is that Matt's dog that's barking in the background? I think... The, it's a unanimous yes, isn't it, Maddie? That's your dog. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Yes, right. she she's just been locked in the bedroom with uh, yes with 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 Trish there. So she's come down and got the dog, so there'll be no more barking. Okay, now Nathan is listing through six nine three SENQ in Brisbane. He asked the big question: Can you ask mm. Matt? Has Trish taken the bins out yet? Like last week, I missed this. This, this <laughs> big story. Now, is this the angle we're going at today? Trish is a little slow this morning. I tell you what happened: her three of her <laughs> friends from Newcastle, they came down for the weekend. So they came down. Well, they came down Thursday. They had a few drinks on Thursday. When I got back from the show, they were a little bit tipsy. They had a few drinks on Friday night, and I thought, well, you know, they're not very good at backing up these girls. So I thought, wow, backing up Friday night. You know, hats off to them. And then Saturday, they went again. So I, yesterday morning, there were a lot of sore heads and. Uh, Trish is uh, she's still in bed, so bins haven't been collected. So um, yes, a little slow this morning. So the, the the Johns family, Trish Johns, over the course of the weekend has turned into Joey Johns. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's the headline: um, Trish Johns Bender, um, the Bender yeah, Queen, <laughs> teleports into <laughs> Eighth Immortal. Something yes. Like. yes, incredible stuff. Yep. Incredible stuff. Uh, discipline for your dog, uh, Maddie. Is another question from one of our listeners. Have you put your dog through puppy school? I, I, no, can't, I, I can't picture you going to puppy school with the dog, but maybe I'm wrong. 
No, no, I, I, I didn't take the dog. I, I actually do a bit of training myself. So I take the dog for a walk. The dog will sit and uh, wait, wait, wait at curbs, things like that. Very good like that. Mm -hmm. But if anyone can help me out with this, my dog seems to have obsession issues, in, given the fact she'll go and sit and stare at some spot in the backyard and there is nothing there and just bark incessantly. And it's it's just it's it's all it's a fascination or an obsession. Can anyone help me out? Yeah, right. It's Harry Cooper is. out there. Harry Cooper listening to the program. Is he still with us? Is he brown bread? Harry Cooper? Is he still alive? <laughs> <laughs> is he, no. He is, he is alive. Well, he it, might be able to call in. He might be able to call in. Yes, I've got a dog, yes. Maddie. My dog, Marley, the Spoodle. Like you know, the the um, when, when you're crossing at the lights and the goes off. Like his reaction to that, dead set would. <laughs> dislocate the arm of a bloke who's you know, <laughs> visually impaired. He, he like, no, Mel Gibson from, you know, Lethal Weapon where the shoulder comes out. Marley, the moment she hears that, <laughs> bolts, bolts oh, and right. pulls the arm out of the socket. Um, anyway, that's yep. talking discipline. James, you got any pets? Yep, we've got a little dog, myself. Not that, not that well trained, to be honest, at all. All right, well, we'll have a pets half hour in the last half hour of the program. If you've got any tips on how to better discipline your dog. By the way, Harry Cooper's still on Better Homes and Gardens. So You're was, kidding. He He's still chair. going. He was barely, <laughs> I thought he was healthy, wealthy, wise. There's another clickbait headline. He's back. He's better. Uh, Matty Johns for Chemist Warehouse. Give him a call. Fire in a question here on The Breakfast Show on SEN and the network all over the planet. That's the big one. Nominate your A-grades this afternoon. Thank you, Vanessa. You're listening to the Matty Johns and Cameron Smith Hour here across the SEN network. Good morning again to those listening through 1170 in Sydney, 693 SENQ in Brisbane. Great to have your company in 1620 on the Gold Coast. Also to those listening through our SEN track stations in Atherton, Ingham, Darling Downs, Kingaroy, the New South Wales Central Coast, Illawarra and Griffith. We've got some great parts of the world tuned into the program. And we're here for Brydon's Lawyers, supporting you when you need it most. You can call Brydon's on 1-800-848-848 or visit brydens.com.au. And we're also here for the great people at 4D Doors, Garage Doors Redefined. Visit the website to explore the range, uh, 4ddoors.com.au. Now, Cameron Smith, usually here thanks to the Sporting Globe. Uh, you can catch all the NRL action at the Sporting Globe, your home of sport. But Cameron, still in a team meeting with the Queensland team, very early doors. I mean, early morning meeting. We, we're speculating crisis uh, meeting. But uh, Maddie John's here to hold the fort. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Right now at Chemist Warehouse, get half price off the Go Healthy Vitamins range in this last half hour of the program. Your questions to Maddie and to James Magnuson. Uh, we'll have pull up your socks. Thanks to Underworks. All day socks by Underworks. Pass every test. So we'll have that. And we'll also have the birthday game. In fact, we might even get into that now at uh, 27 to 9. James, you up for this? I think you are very much the underdog against the wise... <laughs> And slightly more experienced, Matty Johns this morning. James. Yeah, well, you always give me old people as well that are either on their way out or already dead. So it's not well, the easiest. Well, some are dead this morning. I must confess. Oh, I see. There you go. It's some a are long gone. <laughs> um, Matty, birthday game today. I got five. So it's a best of five. Yep. It's five sets. It's Grand yeah. Slam time. So it's Wimbledon. So yep. it's it's Matthew Johns v. This James is like Magnuson. Djokovic versus Kyrgios all over again. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I'm, right, curious. Someone... I'm curious. I'm curious. Okay, let's start with someone who is alive. Matty Johns, uh, Mick Malloy. He's celebrating a birthday today. Oh. How old is Mick Malloy? How old's he oh, look? Man, I he's got reckon an old head. He's always had an old head. I reckon How Mick would be to, to, I'd say 50, 57. 
All right, James. I'll go 55, a little younger. Oh, 56. Pom oh. pom. Unlucky. Anthony Milford, the MILF. The MILF has a birthday today. We'll just go into a current rugby league player. How old's the MILF, Matty? I, I reckon the MILF would be 28. 28? What about you, James? 30. 30? Ooh. Uh, you've overclubbed there. 28 it is. Matty Johns okay. locks in, and we've got the dead people still to come, so you're in. Behind the <laughs> now, Another one alive, or I think he's alive, Richie Sambora from Bon Jovi, the lead guitarist. Oh, How old's Richie oh, Sambora? Wow. How old's he? I, I reckon Richie... One? I, mate, uh, I reckon Richie be... I'll say 65. 65, all right, he's up there. He's up there with Bennett and Tim Sheens in the Zimmer frame cup. Oh, what about you, uh, James? What I'll we go a little older. I'll go 67. No, well, you've both have played 63. How tall is Richie Sambora, James? You like to play the height test, seeing you're about six foot seven. How old's... How tall is Richie Sambor? Any idea? I don't know. I don't even know what he looks like. Oh, right, no <laughs> I, I interviewed. I, I interviewed Richie. Uh, well, it was supposed to be once uh, on an old radio station I was on, but it took us four times to get the interview in the can. He was a little. He, he had a few each time. Oh, really? Was, uh, right. Yeah, he likes it. Likes a tipple. <laughs> okay, all right. Now now we go to the dead, dead people. people. Uh, who would have been celebrating birthdays today. The 21st mm. Prime Minister of Australia, Mr. Gough Whitlam, who passed away sadly in 2014. If he was still with us, how old would he be? Gough oh, Whitlam. boy. Gough Whitlam, well, I would so say. Because nothing will save the Governor General. I reckon he would be, if he was 85. Oh, come on. Come on. No, no, you're way... I'll, I'll, I'll go, go 91. Matter. You've gone way under. No, you've gone way under, fellas. You've gone way under. Well, he's going to be 100 oh, or something. 105. Yeah, <laughs> 100. 106. There you go. So, game still Matthew Johns leading by one. We do play the Joker on the last question. Mm. And I don't think James has a hope in hell of even knowing who this is. But Yul yep. Brenner, uh, real name, oh. Yuli Borosovich Breiner. Yeah, Magnificent yeah, Seven. He died in 1985, so he's already been dead 37 years. So mm. he's a bit on the nose. But how old would Yul Brenner be, Matty? I reckon Today. Yul, I'd say 102. 102? We're what talking, you, James? this is the bald guy from Magnificent Seven, right? Yes. Yeah, he's bald yeah, yeah. see? There you go, yeah. Vossi. Underestimate me. I reckon he is 99. Well, he's 102. Matty's right. Gets the double ah. point. It's a, it's a comprehensive <laughs> victory to a grand slam winner, Matthew Johns. Well done on the birthday game today. Wins it, whatever it was. I know, three. Thank now. you, gentlemen. Something like that. Well done, fellas. Uh, back we go. Tim Sheens. Should he be named head coach of the Tigers? I think you are a man in the in the uh, Tim Sheens camp, Matty. Is he the best option for the Tigers right now? If so, why? Yeah, well, the reason why is, and I said this on Thursday night, whenever a coach comes in, at a club that is struggling, the first thing they talk about is a five-year plan. Uh, now, five-year plans are great if you know how to implement a five-year plan. And I would say that most coaches haven't got a clue how to do it. Uh, Sheens does. He's proven that before when he had the Tigers. He uh, he took over a side that was really struggling, and he announced straight away that I've got a plan. He had a vision for how the side was going to play. He stuck with that vision. He went through tough times, big defeats. When you talk to Benji Marshall, all they did was skill-based play, uh, training. There was no reaction to big losses. And uh, suddenly they grab a competition out of nowhere. So, And people oftentimes say, oh, yeah, but geez, he had a good side. Well, he did have a good side. And the reason why he had a good side was he trained those boys up. 
You know, and as Benji just said, mate, all we just did were fundamental skill games, skill drills. He just put so much work into that side. And I like him because I think I think older coaches handle pressure better. A guy like Sheens, who's been through it before. And when you've got a young side and a side that's struggling, if the coach can't handle pressure, then he can't alleviate pressure off the off the players. And that's why, mate. If I, I just, I just, I think coaching is an experienced man, experienced man's game, and particularly for those clubs, as I said before, that are trying to trying to get some traction, you know, trying to break into those, uh, into into that sort of elite level, you know, with the, the Storm and the Panthers and whatnot. So yeah, Sheens is that's that's the guy that I'd be putting in. James, has he won you over? Maddie's presented a very good argument there. A bloke who's not scared of losing. No. Um, and and has you know right. has been there done that. What do you think, James? This you is were the, a bit this, is, this is the thing, Vossi. I bring the millennial perspective. No, yes. we, nah, no good. Too old. No. We don't want him. Too old. <laughs> we, we, we were saying earlier, Matty, that if Tim Sheen's become Tigers coach, when the Dolphins play the Tigers next year, and if they played it at Redcliffe, mm-hmm. that both coaches would get in on a concession card into the gate, <laughs> and then would get the half price meal at the club as well. That would be a first. That would in be the first. NRL. You know, Two it, coaches in their 70s. Talk, talk, you know, like that, that's the magic of Wayne. You know, what, what, mm. you know, what is the mad, you know, what, what has Wayne Bennett got? Well, Wayne, Wayne's magic is that he can talk to a player and within a minute, within a minute or two know, would know how to treat that player, what that player needs. See, I, I, Luke Brooks, there's been a bit of talk about Luke Brooks possibly going to the Dolphins as Smokey. That would be enormous for Luke Brooks. Because Wayne would know exactly how to coach Luke Brooks. He'd know how to take pr- pressure off him. Uh, like, you know, my, my young boy Jack was coached by Wayne for two years at, at South. And Jack told me a story once. He said that they played, he played a reserve grade game. They got beat by Penrith. Jack said, mate, I was pretty ordinary. He said, my, my involvement was just down. And so he's sitting in the sheds and Wayne walked up and said, hey, Jack, uh, hey, Wayne, how'd you go, mate? He said, oh, mate, I'll be honest, pretty shit. He said, you know what your problem is, mate? You're too hard on yourself and walked away. And see, that's that's just him understanding what Jack was like. And whereas someone else, he would up and said, you know, how'd you go, pretty shit? Well, yeah, you did, mate. You need to put in more mm-hmm. training. So that's that's the magic of Wayne Bennett. Very simple, very straightforward, but just knowing your players. All right, here's mm. some questions. What about these, James, for, for Matty? This is stuff. Steve, Stephen from the Central Coast I listening this in one. on our, our racing network. Matty, here's yes. a question for you that you probably weren't expecting this morning. If they did an Oasis biopic or biopic or movie and they cast you and your brother, who plays yeah. Liam and who plays Noel out of you and your brother? That's I play question. Noel. Joey plays Liam. Yes. Yes. Without a, without a doubt. I'm thoughtful. And creative, mm. and Joey's not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one: if both Siafiti brothers, Dale Finucane, and David Clemmer, and even Blocker Roach all got COVID, would Regan Campbell-Gillard then get a recall? <laughs> that's <laughs> a, he's gone in the pecking order. Yeah, that's, a, that's that's been that's been a strange one, hasn't it? Everyone's trying to work out exactly what's been going on there. Um, yeah, and he came. Freddie came out and just said, "Look, you know, he he's not what we're looking for," which is funny because you know they picked him first up. I, d- I don't know what what happened first up, whether that be in camp or during the game, 
that basically saw him slip so far down the, the pecking order. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it was a, it was an unusual answer. Now, this one, as we go to a break, uh, which he's got on the text, after Trish takes out the bins, mm. she'll be unblocking the drains in the John's shower. It's blocked with Maddie's hair. <laughs> is there, yes. Is some of you don't know about it. Is that what's been happening there, Maddie? Yeah, yeah. Well, see, what happens on the show, the boys take, you know, take the piss and say, mate, they talk about my hair plugs. Now, <laughs> I, I sort of have a bit of a good nature luck because I'm thinking, oh, people don't really think it's a good joke. I got a call uh, about six weeks ago from a hair transplant mob Oh. asking that, mate, that they said that they've been looking at my plugs and it's a bad job and they can fix it. <laughs> I had to break the news and no, no, no. It might be the way I'm combing my hair, but they're, they're, it actually is my hair. So they said, mate, we'd love to make you the face of this company. Um, and I just went, no, oh, no. I, I mean, I cop some flack. Now, I walk down the street and people call me Joey or, you know, with the McDonald's ad now, they say, oh, have you got a brother? But... Mate, it would go to a whole new level if people knew I had a piece. Yeah. Would that be the same? <laughs> is that the same group that Darren Lockyer worked with or different? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. it's, yes, I might have Yarn Lockyer. He seems to be returning. Yeah, it's falling out again now, though. I, yeah. I saw him on TV the other night and I was like, oh, no. His plugs, oh. they'll, they'll, they're dropping out. Yes. Yeah. I, mate, we had Bozzer on, on our Sunday night show once and he was talking about his. They had vision of him at Wynn Stadium. And uh, the wind really kicked up and, mate, it was honestly, his piece was just hanging by a thread. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're talking rugs here. Uh, and not of the Persian variety on uh, The Breakfast Show with Vossi and the Missile this morning. Matty Johns for Chemist Warehouse. We're going to pull up your socks for underworks in a moment. Keep the questions coming for Matty on any topic. And I think we've proven that in the last few minutes. 11 minutes to nine, it is Vossi with James Magnus and the Missile. Matty Johns, the moat, not the goat. So the Queensland meeting, we're just left to wonder. An 8am meeting uh, for Queensland today, you do wonder what is being discussed and is there any more COVID dramas there? We'll find out through the course of the day. Now, James Magnus, on top of the program, you said you haven't just been on the Curios bandwagon. You're just, you're with him. You're beside him. Have been all along. You're a Curios fan, correct? Yeah, I started it. Again, I'm giving that millennial opinion. I think people our age don't care about the antics. We just get around him for the entertainment. Maddie Johns, are you any different? Are you head and heart? Has, has Curios won you over, won over the Johns household the last couple of weeks, beaten in the oh, final overnight? I mean, it's priceless entertainment. It, it really is. I mean, for people, you know, people watch who aren't tennis fans. I think what we've seen with tennis in the last 20 years, is the players becoming more and more robotic. You know, just sitting you know, at the baseline and it's just become a power sport where, you know, very little colour um, and where he's come in and just completely flipped that. You're like, last night, you're waiting, you go, mate, this is going to be... It, it, it was going in, it was almost like that feeling of World you know, world Wrestling Federation where you go, he, you've got these two <laughs> characters... Um, you know, what's going to transpire here? Anything can happen. Well, he's, he's made a grand slam final. Brett Phillips, our tennis expert, thinks maybe again, but still not in love with the game. That At 27, he's not about to just get, you know, re-energised and love the game even more. He is what he is, and he's where he's at where he's at. That was his first final. Indeed, uh, semi-final. He didn't get to play the semi-final. Now... Uh, pull up your socks. Thanks to Underworks, all-day socks by Underworks pass every test. Pick up a pair and test them for yourself. Have you got a nomination, James, 
for someone, something, some team, any aspect of life, pull up your socks. Thanks to Underworks. Pull up your socks, news outlets. I've just sat here this morning and seen on uh, the TV again this morning, breaking news, chaos at the airports. The airports are busy. I don't care. I'm sick of hearing about it. Find a real news story. Seriously. <laughs> pull up your socks. Well, there you go. James getting a bit off his chest. Well done. Uh, Matty, anything better than that? I'd hope there is, to be honest. Oh, look, look on the course of the weekend, a couple of bad performances. Uh, you know, the Knights, come on, boys, bit of resilience. 16-6 up, get a repeat set of six, you're up on your toes. Then, you know, South Sydney, Latrell does a short dropout. Um, they come up with a ball. You actually, you see, like Newcastle, you know, they've got to just, just def- defend a set of six, get back on with it. You know, you've got, you got the confidence and momentum going, and they just collapsed. It was, you know, South Sydney got the ball back, went the length of the field, scored, scored again, scored again, and it's game over. And the other one, you know, like the Melbourne Storm. Melbourne Storm, like, you know, Ooh, like yeah. Craig, we have some serious... I know they had injuries, and they've got, a, obviously, a few players playing busted, but... Uh, yeah, just, just that first half defensive effort. Yeah, as we you hear all the time whenever Melbourne get beat, unstormlike. You've just had a crack at both your sons' teams there. <laughs> yeah, I at least you haven't played favourites. Yes, Cooper and Jack. Yeah. Take the pins out and clean the drains yeah. while you're at it. Um, good nominations there for Underworks. I'll throw in um, the uh, rugby union and the uh, the video just generally. We the other night. Oh man, wow. Oh, the intercept, mate. Uh, the yeah, deliberate the, knockdown. Oh, my God. Please. Mushrooms. Yeah, talk, Mushrooms is yeah. the answer there. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. I, know, I could throw in West Coast Eagles, too. If you're not aware, the AFL, it's pretty incredible. So, first and last quarter yesterday, West Coast Eagles against Carlton got beaten 80 nil. Have you ever heard of the likes of that? They were scoreless in the first and last quarter uh, of the match in yet another flogging for the team sitting second last on the ladder. So, pull up your socks. Thanks to Underworks. All day socks by Underworks. Pass every test. Uh, one of our listeners, Matty, wants to know, with Storm on the nose going south, who have you got Penrith playing in the grand final? Have you <sighs> locked someone uh, in there? I still, like, I'd still have my money on um, Melbourne. I'd still like to come back and refocus, get things right. Um, yeah. Going through a flat... I mean... Harry Grant come back into the side, Munster. They sort of, they, they, if you remember last year, they went on a 13 win or 17 wins, 18 win, I forget what it was. Mm. But it's really funny. Yep. That long winning run, I don't think, did not serve them well. You could see them start to get a little bit uh, you know, frayed at the edges towards the end of that long winning streak. And at the moment, right. I forced them to have a good look at themselves. Um before the finals, as opposed to getting to the finals Alrighty. and then dropping one. Great effort today, Maddie, on the solo performance for Chemist Warehouse. You have a great week, my friend. Thank you, uh, Vossi. Thanks, Miss. All good on you, lads. That is the wind-up for uh, Maddie Jo. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.